All right, how we doing, everybody? It is two four twenty. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Austin Bickett is here for our Super Bowl recap. We also get to Louisville, Kentucky basketball towards the end, and then Shay Martin joins me for another glorious episode of Bachelor Red Talk. Before we get started, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Come down to one two three Main Street this Wednesday before the UVA home game. Walking distance from the Um Center and a nine o'clock start. You have time. All right, let's get it going. Austin football is over the Kansas City Chiefs are world champions it was a fun Super Bowl I'd say what'd you think yeah lived up to the hype uh people were expecting a little more points probably but it was a good game throughout and had all the drama in the end it's all you can ask for yeah it was much closer than the 11 point margin and the total was almost dead on what it was yeah they got that 254 end up being 51 yeah they got that kind of garbage time Damian Williams long touchdown run to get it close yeah could have been more points though he just overthrows Emmanuel Sanders which could have made it like a incredible Super Bowl to watch if if that happens Mahomes would have got it back with a minute and a half left down three yeah that would have been awesome but I'm glad he didn't it was nice it was weird going from being so stressed out that the Chiefs (laughs) were going to lose to not stressed out at all in a matter of like what like 20 minutes of real time yeah, once the um, the Chiefs scored that touchdown on the well, obviously the the biggest play of the game was the Tyreek Hill catch on third and fifteen. Yeah, uh, but then they scored that touchdown two plays later after a or three plays later after a PI call. A PI call was also on third down. After that, the Niners don't get they go three and out, and you just felt like this game's over. Like Mahomes is going to go right back down the field and score again, and that's what he did. Yep, that's exactly what he did. That throw to Tyreek Hill when you're watching that live it felt like he just heaved it down the field yeah he does the he does the non-step drop that you do on video games so your receivers can get farther down the field and it, I don't know how you let Tyreek Hill get that open yeah, yeah I mean in it that lo- moment but. it looked like just a third down prayer and then the camera eventually gets to Tyreek Hill and he's wide open I mean if they they throw incomplete there it's fourth and 15 with seven minutes left down 10 I mean I don't I guess they they might go for it probably because they're the Chiefs but they might just punt it away, honestly. Yeah, and the win probability at that point, you know, that's, that's the whole thing on Kyle Shanahan. I don't know how he's sleeping, really, after being that close, but I think it was like 96% at yeah. that point. and in the Falcons Super Bowl, it was like, it got all up to like 98.6 or something. Definitely. You know, when he is in the Super Bowl, it's really exciting. There's always a really fun comeback. Let's start at the top. Game starts. There's a lot to bet on for the Super Bowl. The coin toss lands on tails and your house erupts i've never really seen anything like it i'm not sure why we didn't film that but yeah it's just insane the girls that are there have to just be they couldn't appalled yeah like yeah, what is a, happening trey's daughter was there she was probably scared for her life but sorry about that trey because the coin landed on tails i mean that's the, that's the easiest bet of the year every year i don't know imagine not betting on tails yeah. or betting on heads even worse betting on heads couldn't <laughs> could not and will not ever be me that is a lock every year that's Seven of the last eight now for Tails. I will bet that every Super Bowl till the day I die. Yes. Well, congrats. Another great. <laughs> That's the call. only prop I hit. So yeah, I was about to say <laughs> how 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 do we do in our other picks? I saw Jimmy Garoppolo was credited with a three yard run. That's all day. Yeah. Over um, two and a half along the longest rush. Yeah, the one I gave out on here, the first drive punt that hit. So yeah, yeah, but I didn't actually get to bet that because the casino didn't have it. So we did not Tough get day. our over two and a half. Yeah, that, people to throw a pass. They went for it. They drew it up. It yes. was in the playbook. We had our you knew you knew we were probably only gonna have one chance at it. Get the first quarter. Yeah, it was yeah it was early in the game. Um, I didn't get to bet that one either because the casino also didn't have that. So I'm kind of kind of glad he didn't throw it. But I, I did knew have I, that. it was yeah, a good. Was I still hard. think it was a good bet with those odds. He they ran. They the drew play. it up. Yeah, they that's all you can ask for. They ran the play. He just. And the receivers usually try to be heroes and throw it. So. I know, and Debo Samuel just touched he, it. Yeah. He actually made a really smart play and got the first down. But Garoppolo was open like he yeah. could have thrown it i don't know if they would have got yeah. the first down they wouldn't have gotten more yards she's got to close up that middle he would have at least thrown it away yeah <laughs> that's all we needed that's the thing yeah, it didn't even have to be complete he just had to we throw just it needed him to throw it away and he couldn't instead he just ran for a first down yeah it was tough losing that one um let's see what else do we had damian williams anytime touchdown Travis Kelsey, made anytime you, touchdown. Just, he ended up with two, but he made you sweat the uh, anytime touchdown. It was definitely a Went war. fourth quarter, and it was toe on the line, ball right at the pylon when, it, when yeah. he scored it. Chiefs, anytime rushing touchdown as a team, like that that was obviously bound to happen. Yeah. Pat Mahomes, 
first touchdown was 23 to 1 for him to run it in. I saw somebody on Twitter had 4,000 on that. God, what? That nuts. That's probably somebody that like just started betting that was thinking. So man. here's here's the thing that nobody's talking about. So I had first touchdown score over 26 and a half jersey number. I think number 34 scored the play before that. They didn't even look at it. And that first that first Chiefs drive. Yikes. Yeah, that's a he, bummer. I, I mean, I don't know if he did cuz they never even showed it over cuz the Chiefs were like back on the line. But I'm I'm pretty sure he got in. Yeah, that would have been fine too cuz that would have been anytime rushing touchdown. Yeah. My dream about Hardman scoring the first touchdown was nothing but a dream. He tried to he tried to bring that first kickoff back. Yeah, he did think <laughs> about bringing that first kickoff back. It was not a touchback. Cost a lot of people a lot of money too. Yeah. <laughs> first it was kick not touchback. A touchback unfortunately. Oh, man, let's see. What else do we have? Pat Mahomes over two touchdown passes pushes, but he does beat Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. At over two and a half, and it was kind of over when he had that rushing touchdown. It felt like he wasn't going to get to three. Yeah. But he almost did. If Jimmy G would have hit Emmanuel Sanders, he might have got there. Yeah, what a fight. Did the Chiefs score a touchdown in the second quarter? No, it was 10-10 at half, and they scored the touchdown on their first drive. Oh, my God, yeah. So, so that was a loss. <laughs> That's a bummer. Uh, George Kittle, not. Uh, that Man, was like he had that really, one big catch called back, and it was probably yeah. the right call, but it also could have it could have been a no call. I think definitely. I think that kind of like the Kyle Rudolph game winner, almost yeah. similar in a bigger moment. Well, not a bigger moment, but uh, yeah, that was the game winner. Yeah, arguably the Kyle Rudolph one looks worse than yeah. that one. I'd say you've seen that a lot on Twitter, but it was offensive <laughs> pass interference, not a bad call. Uh, what were your biggest complaints about Super Bowl Fifty Four? Uh, for me personally, that uh, Andy Reid sent the field goal team. On in the first quarter, and then pulled them off, and that cost me about seven hundred dollars. Oh, the Super Bowl squares, the Super Bowl squares, and Forty ers plus point five first quarter. That's tough. Yeah. But in, in a broader spec, uh, broader spectrum, not just focusing on myself. Um, not I mean nothing really to complain about. We we said it was a good game, and the biggest players kind of made the biggest plays in the biggest times. But I kind of was hoping for a shootout type game. Yeah, I mean, there was it was on it was honestly points where it was kind of boring in the second half. It looked like the Niners had complete control, but uh, and then obviously the Chiefs come back. But from like mid third quarter to mid fourth quarter, it's kind of some boring stretches. And Mahomes played probably the worst game of his career until the last seven minutes. Yeah, when it mattered most, uh, he turned it on. I don't know. I mean, I wanted the Chiefs to win, but from an unbiased perspective, it has to be like, what are the Forty ers doing? It seems like if there's yeah. any team that can run some clock, that can run out of clock. It's the 49ers. They get, it seems like, five yards so easily on and every that, running play. On the, After the Chiefs scored that, that touchdown to cut it to three, they come out and they run it on the first play, and they get five yards. Yep. I mean, second how do you not at least run it on second down? Yep. That's probably my only complaint towards Shanahan. Like, I really don't think this loss is 100% on him. He should have ran it on the second down, but... The second down play they did run, they had Kittle wide open and the pass gets deflected at the line. They, I mean, they ran that play against the Rams so much and it killed the Rams. Like, it was a good yeah. play call. It's not the a bad Chiefs play call. Just, it. Yeah, they just didn't execute it. That dude got his hands on the ball and yeah. that changed everything. And then the next play, Jimmy G had about two seconds to throw it. And then you kind of got to throw it on third and five. You're trying to get first down. Yeah, the Chiefs defense deserves as much credit as Pat Mahomes got because they forced the 49ers into those downs where it's like third and five, third and seven, stuff like that, where, where it's not as easy to call that running play when everything's on the line. It's so weird. It's it's so weird that they lost the game that way. Like This game could have gone a lot of different ways. The spread was accurate. Either team could have won this game. You play it ten times. Each of them probably wins five. But, man, I mean... The Niners had it. Like I, I don't yep. know if the Chiefs won. I mean, I, the Chiefs did go out there and win it. They made every perfect play down the stretch. But uh, the Niners could have done a lot of different things and won this game. Yeah, how about um, how about Sherman getting just beat at the line by Sammy Watkins late for the go-ahead touchdown? It makes sense. Oh, they didn't score on that play, but set it up. Don't you feel like Richard Sherman just looks slow out there? Like the Niners are so fast. I know Richard Sherman's really good, but yeah. it just feels like he looks slow. Yeah, I was watching um, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt, and they said they were showing he got beat on the initial move, and then he pretty much guessed which way to go instead of like actually playing it. Yeah, and he, he guessed wrong, and it was over after that. You said you're not going to blame Shanahan for the loss. Blame somebody. I mean, somebody. He, he, he gets some of the blame, but yeah. I think it's it goes all the way. Like we said, Sherman got beat. The Niners just couldn't make a stop on Mahomes, like most teams can't usually. Uh, Shanahan, obviously, I think he should have ran it on that second down, but I mean. They he Shanahan drew up the game winner and Jimmy G missed him. You can't get paid that much money and miss him. Yeah, yeah. I mean he had him. Yeah, very true. And 
they have a really good team. They could easily be back, but the Chiefs just had the better quarterback. I think it's safe to say that the Niners may have had a slightly better team. but Yeah, I think the Niners are overall probably a better team than Chiefs, but that Mahomes-Garoppolo gap is just pretty big. Yeah, and they were so close. This was so close to being two in a row. If he doesn't jump off sides, I mean, they, they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl yeah, last year. I think so, too. They definitely at least score one touchdown, and I think that would have been enough. So if if you're a if you're a Vegas odds maker, what do you said Mahomes' career rings at? Yeah, that's a really really good question. And it always feels like after you win, like oh it's yeah it's people three, it's people four. said this about Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and they're both still looking for their second one. Yeah, because they both won early on in their career and looked dominant. And Russell Wilson, it seems like was always there. You know, I yeah. know it was only twice, but I would say that a good number is two and a half. Because he's 24 years old. You yeah, know? I'd definitely take that over. Yeah. If it was a prop bet right in front of me. Yeah, I'd, it's just a... It's hard to see them going away. I'm, the thing is, though, this offseason, they're about to give Mahomes whatever he wants, which is d- well-deserved, but... Yeah, I mean, once you have you, to. Yeah, once you pay somebody that much money, it gets a lot harder to keep the pieces around him. Yeah, very true. I mean, how close... Like you said, I mean, Mahomes was having the worst game of his career, yep. and now he's Super Bowl MVP, and I guess a quarterback just has to win Super Bowl MVP. That's nine of the last 13 years. It just has to happen. Yeah, um, I, I was really interested to see if that score would have held up for the Niners, who was going to win it, because I don't think it would have been Jimmy G. I think it may have been Debo Samuel. He didn't have a ton of yards, but it seemed like, like an he Edelman was, situation Yeah, last it seemed year. like he would just always had the ball in his hands. But that would have been interesting to see. But I think I think Mahomes was the right call. Obviously, he could have went to Damian Williams, but, I mean, that Mahomes – just turned it on. I mean, he just flipped a switch. Yeah, and Damian Williams, it, he had a great game. Arguably the biggest X factor in this game because everybody knew that Niners were going to have success rushing the ball. They only had like 10, 15 more rushing yards than the Chiefs because Damian Williams was just awesome. But he did have the majority of his yards on that yeah, one play. when the game was already in hand. Yeah. I mean, the game was... Where he could have slid all they down. Had to do, yeah, all they had to do was not turn it over or go three and out, and the game was over. I feel it, though. Go get your touchdown, dude. It's a Super Bowl. Yeah, that one hurt me because I had Garoppolo under 29 passes, and it would have been a push. But. Oh, yeah, you got were going wild for that yeah, when that they was, got to sack. Yeah, that was huge because yeah. it was going to be a push, and then Damian Williams had to be a hero, which I respected. I would have done the same thing if I was him, but it just hurt in the moment. Another just massive party going on within the party at your house. Yeah, they, they called it. Uh, he got it off, and they called his forward progress down on fourth down, so it wasn't his 30th pass attempt. But it ended up not mattering, but, yeah, that was pretty pretty lit moment. Do you give – Almost all of the credit to Pat Mahomes and Damian Williams, or do you have some other reasons why the Chiefs? I mean, won? you gotta you gotta credit their defense, like we said. I mean, they played good the whole game, but that fourth quarter, the Niners could not even get a first down. I mean, yeah. that the drive after the Chiefs scored their first touchdown, the Niners took one minute off the clock. That is, you don't want to give Mahomes the it's ball just back. So when not he's hot. 49ers of them to yeah. do. And we talked about. It. I mean, they ran it the first time, got five yards. You're thinking, okay, here comes a run. Shanahan draws up a nice play, but the I'm not sure who tipped the ball down, but somebody tipped it at the line, and that changed the whole game because they had to go for it again, or yeah. they had to throw it again. Tyron Matthew, Breland, the secondary was awesome. Breland played great. I looked at his stats. He had like eight tackles, a pick. He uh, was everywhere. Yeah. And the defensive line was not great early. Like it seemed like they were constantly like kind of jumping off sides, barely getting back on, getting called yeah, for. Yeah, there was it. a um, – I think it, it might have been off sides on that last drive too. It should have been a free play. Yeah. And then Jimmy G gets hit as he's going out of bounds. Could have been two flags on the Chiefs. They don't get either one called. Yeah, did you see that uh, video of the ref about to call delay of game on that on the play that Jimmy G got sacked? Like, he's, like, uh-huh. about to call a delay of game, and, like, he, like, f***s up the whistle in his mouth. Oh, changes his mind. <laughs> no, like, he, like, oh, like misses. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That sucks for the Niners. Well, yeah, I guess it's one of those. It would have been. Plays. It would have been good, or it could have been good or bad for him, but it ended up being bad. Yeah, because you now, in hindsight, would definitely like to move back five yards and at least have a chance at a real play. But yeah, weird. I, I felt like they did a pretty good job officiating the game. That, yeah, those like, were, there was like hardly no flags. There was zero holding calls. I think I don't know if I've ever seen that in an NFL game. Watching SV, which I'm sure there was holds, but. You know, I'd rather them just let them play a little bit, unless it's like blatant and obvious and yeah, like directly lo- causes a big gain or something. If a fan, if you and I are sitting at home, but we can point and be like, "That's a hold." While it happens in li- in real exactly. time, yeah, then it should definitely be called. But yeah, that's weird. Zero holding calls. Is that true? Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure. I'll look into it. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that's insane. If there was any, it must have been like one late in the game when I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't know how many flags. I think there was only like three or four flags total. There was a couple offsides. 
that pass interference on Kelsey and the pass interference on Kittle. I don't, I can't think of any other ones. Yeah, the, the game kind of flew by for a Super yeah, it seemed Bowl. Seemed go really quick for a fifty-six minute halftime or something like that. Yeah, did I think the uh, the time total went under like three hours and thirty-two minutes. Or something. I'm pretty sure it went under by like. 20 minutes that's crazy and you hear that think the Niners have the lead you think they just ran out the clock that's just yeah. not how it went how does this Super Bowl match up with like the last five in terms of entertainment value I think it's probably right in the middle obviously it was better than last year yeah that, that one was horrible yeah but god so if, I, if the Rams would have won it yeah that would have been way cooler than like Brady if they would have won it 10 to 3 then yeah that would have been, been awesome for you yeah yeah and it would have been better because you know I don't like Brady either but yeah just it still would have been a boring game throughout true um, so the last five, I got the Eagles-Patriots being the best one. I think that game was just awesome back and forth the whole time. Falcons-Patriots, number two. Uh, that game kind of sucked until the fourth quarter. I think it was 28-3 as a blowout. Yeah, but, man, that was fun. Uh, and then this It wasn't one, fun because yeah. we had the Falcons, but, like, looking it back wild, on yeah, it. It's probably the craziest Super Bowl we'll ever see as yeah. far as just, like, the second half. Uh, then I put this one at third of the last five, and then Broncos-Panthers four, and then Rams-Patriots five. Yeah, the Broncos Panthers rewatch that the other day. It wasn't as entertaining rewatching it years later as it was watching you watch it live. You know, it felt really yeah. intense. Yeah, I was ready to throw up every play. Like, yeah, I'm sure you were with the Rams last year. Yeah, definitely. Is, you want you always want your team to go to the Super Bowl or like the national championship game or Final Four or whatever. But when you're actually watching it, it really sucks. Like, yeah, you're living and dying on every play. It's it's only fun when you like have it in hand. Yeah, or like yeah, I remember the only title that Kentucky's won in my life that I actually like knew what was going on in 2012 I was so relieved that we won by 20 because I probably couldn't have handled a close game yeah like it's just such a bad feeling even just any tournament game in basketball obviously because March Madness is so so emotional and such poor effort from Kansas in that game yeah that team was terrible Ohio State was better than them I was at that Kansas Ohio State game and Sullinger just walked up and down the floor the entire time but Kansas literally only had that Thomas Robinson guy and they literally didn't have like anybody else yeah, I mean, Louisville was the second-best team. If y'all had been on the other side, the Kentucky and Louisville would have played for the national championship. That yeah. would have been nuts. It was that nuts enough they played in the Final Four. But. Yeah, and Siva hit that three to take the lead late. Yeah, that's probably the most nervous I've ever been in a Kentucky game because that was a game that Kentucky could not lose. Infrared. Yeah, like, I know. That we had, y'all had nothing to lose in that game, and we had everything to lose. Nothing to lose, whatever. We had Chris Smith to lose. <laughs> you know that was what, Chris Smith. You know game. what I mean. That was Kentucky's year. Oh, I disagree. I was, <laughs> okay. I thought we were robbed. <laughs> oh. So tell me about the halftime show. What'd you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. People were really I mad. It was great. People were really mad about the pole dancing and the like exposing But you tell me that J Lo's in a movie where pole dancing is heavily featured. Yeah, it's it's she's in a movie about strippers just came out like last year. Is it good? I have not seen it. Okay. But I, th- I think it was pretty popular. I'd say we should see it, but you'll just keep bailing on me to go to the movies. like you. Do hey, oh, my God, you bailed games. on me three times. Got a bowl, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. I, I kept waiting for Pitbull to come out. He never did. I was kind of disappointed about that. Oh, well, I mean, as if Pitbull was ever going to come out. Everybody wanted to see Mr. Bad Bunny. And, yeah. mis- and Mr. J Balvin. Yes. That, I don't even know who that is. That's who those people are. I know these guys because a lot of my favorite Cubs players walk up to their songs, the ones that don't speak a lot of English. So I, I know what's going on. I know these gentlemen. You know way more than me because I had no clue those people were. Yeah. Bad Bunny is the gentleman in I've the heard Cardi B song, yeah. I Like It Like That. He does okay. the uh, yeah. guy verse. Yeah, that. I know that is. I yeah. didn't know that was him. but And uh, Jay Balvin, he has that song, Mi Hante, with uh, Beyonce. And J-Lo replaced Beyonce in that song for the Super Bowl performance, which I thought was kind of weird. I thought you know? maybe she was about to come out because they showed her in the stands. So you know, she was in the building. Yeah. And it, J-Lo has a lot of bangers. You kind of forget, you know. I definitely forgot. I did not forget how many bangers Shakira had. Yeah. I was very up to date and aware of what Shakira was going to come out with. She I thought it was, was kind of weird how they did it. Like Shakira would go, Shakira went for like three or four minutes by herself. Uh, we were kind of wondering if J-Lo yeah, was, was even like, there. Did J-Lo even make the trip? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It's yeah. about as good as a football halftime show could be, I think. I know, and it was in Miami. It had a lot of Latin flair. I just thought it was well done. It made a lot of sense. Remember last year it was in Atlanta. Everybody was kind of pissed that it was Maroon 5. Was that yeah. last year? Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. And it was like... they wanted to be like all the Atlanta rappers. Yeah. So they're never going to have a rapper. Yeah. The only person I could see him having is like Drake because he's like not really a rapper. Yeah, I think if Drake wants the Super Bowl, he'll do it, just yeah. like Taylor Swift. Yeah. But, man... I think it's his job to turn down. Same with Taylor Swift. If you're that big, like... yeah. 
it's whenever you want to do it. Yeah. It's, but I, I thought it made sense. That was a lot of backlash last year on the Maroon 5 being in Atlanta and it making no sense in terms of location. And this made a ton of sense. And I thought it was pretty entertaining. She came out to Jenny from the block just like I thought she would. <laughs> was shocked that uh, Shakira came out to Loba, though, instead of whenever, wherever. I mean, that, that, was, just banger, cr- that was crushing. It, she played them both. That's all you yeah. can ask for. Hips don't lie. She did not bring out Wyclef Jean. And at that moment, I was I was very You're shook. <laughs> I was ready to see my guy Wyclef. Yeah, for sure. So that was a bummer. But yeah, overall, solid Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, the commercials. It's tough taking in the commercials at Super Bowl parties, you know, because everybody wants Everybody's to talk. Everybody's talking, yeah. And you, you, you're seeing your like, friends. Wow. You don't want to not talk to them because yeah. you're having fun. <laughs> You got a lot to talk about. The Super Bowl is happening, but it, it is it, it is better for the commercials if you're just watching it with your family or sitting at home and it's quiet. But uh, do you have any commercials you liked? I thought the uh, the NFL hundred, like the first one they aired where the kids ran on the field. I thought that was really cool. Yes, featured uh, like a bunch of uh, the NFL greats and stuff and celebrities and stuff. That was awesome, and it ended like the commercial was ending, and it ended with the kid yeah. like running out on the field. It was profound. They brought, they brought one kid from. Um, Every state or every NFL team. I can't remember which one. But At the Louisville game I was at a week or two ago, they gave the girl from Louisville the like her tickets to the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. And they showed her on the Jumbotron, and she was crying because it was Lamar. They like put a video of oh, Lamar yeah. on the Jumbotron, and he like basically gave them to her I via guess video. Every team probably had like two tickets to give out or something. And they showed her highlight videos, and she was just like an awesome, nasty flag football player. Like she's just saucing all these boys. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, she earned it. You know, yeah. she earned that right to be out there in the Lamar jersey. And then they all got the crowd pumped up. I and mean, we were up. Yeah, we were standing, yeah. screaming. When those kids built the circle of life and yeah. told us all to get pumped. I don't really remember any more of the commercials, honestly. I like the Rick and Morty one. That's only because I like Rick and Morty. Yeah, that <laughs> one with uh, Little Nas X was good. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Where um, they were dancing. Yeah. There, there was one that I... Mason Ramsey not being in that was a big miss. I though. kept waiting for him. And he never came out. Yeah. Yeah, he Dylan was, kept saying he was going to come out at the, or somebody kept saying he was going to come out during the halftime show. Yeah, <laughs> like, that no, that was not. ridiculous. He, <laughs> he did come out at the Grammys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was truly something to watch. One of the best music moments in history. Yeah, missed it, but sounds like it was. Yeah, it was Lil Nas X, Real Nas, Mason Ramsey, Billy Ray Cyrus, squad. whole squad out there. It was incredible. And I think BTS was out there, too. Do you know who BTS no, I is? I don't know. You're literally just making names up. No, I point. swear. It's like a K-pop band. You know that episode of Family Guy where they're doing K-pop? And yes. Like, yeah, that's that song's a banger at the end of it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't remember what it's called. No, he's like, <laughs> they're all wearing New York Giants yeah. jerseys. Kohog is your home, boy. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. But, uh, yeah, BTS is out there. It, we've got kind of off topic, but Grammys, Lil Nas X killed it, and he had a cool commercial. Uh, what other commercials were? I'm not, I feel like I'm forgetting one that I really liked, and that's kind of bothering me. There was one that I was, like, laughing. There was one where there's a Coke energy drink, and I got it sent to me several times. My phone was just blowing up with this Coke mm, energy drink. And then I walk in here, and you're drinking one. Yeah. Well, I went and got it today. I didn't want to do the review on it yet because I just needed it, and I wasn't ready to do the review. But it's only got 25% niacin in it, which is just really soft. That's all you talk about is niacin. Dude, niacin's important, and it's just not in... The Coca-Cola energy drink. But it does taste just like Coke, if you're wondering. Okay, I was really curious. Why yeah. you just drink a Coke? I guess it's better to have some energy than none. Oh, I like the uh, the Post Malone Bud Light one. Love that one. Oh, yeah, that one was cool. Yeah, but I saw that one before. He posted on Instagram before Super Bowl. So How about to... um, the whole weird death of uh, Mr. Mr. Peanut? Dude, I still don't get what they were doing. Let's reflect on that. So now he's back and he's a baby? Yeah, and they were trying to get Baby Nut Twitter trending on Twitter. Yeah, hashtag Baby Nut was trending. Just just a weird campaign overall. <laughs> I mean, it. I say one thing about it, though. It does have us talking about the planners. Yeah, and the uh, Hulu has live sports. They got Brady to tweet out that picture, and then it was him talking yeah. about Hulu. That was pretty good by them. Hulu has live sports. is just one of the best campaigns. In I heard that's what you're naming your kid. Yeah, my firstborn child, unless some one of my friends steals it, which I totally understand <laughs> if you do, because I, you know, who knows if I'm going to have a child, but... Yeah, if no one steals it, I'm taking that. It's just it's a free million dollars. Yeah, but you, I feel like you need to get on it quick before this like whole campaign is over. You know? I think it. I mean, when's it? When's it going to die? I don't know. I think it's only getting started. You should take advantage of the moment. I mean, as quick as you the, can. The Hulu has. You can just go sports. legally change your name. They'll probably pay you. If you Dude. legally go change your name, they will probably pay you a million dollars. It's not a bad idea. You should probably get that in writing from them first before you do. Okay. If I change my name, who has live sports? I would do that. I would too. 
do pretty much anything for a million dollars. Don't even think about doing it. <laughs> I might call them right now. No, <laughs> I might get in contact with them. But Hulu has a lot of sports. It's only growing. I mean, they they've gone from Baker Mayfield on their commercials to Tom Brady. Yeah, and they have they have all the biggest guys. They have Saquon, Dame, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hulu has a lot of sports. Too. Yeah, we're about to. My dad's about to cancel cable because he's fed up with this bullshit spectrum. So we're about to get Hulu with live sports. I feel like we're YouTube TV people. Nice. I've never uh, never seen that. YouTube TV. I've heard of it, but I don't know. Like, it, it has everything you could ever want. Fifty nice. bucks. That's what I think. That's what Hulu, Hulu Live Sports is like. Fifty-five. Also, with that um, that Tom Brady commercial with Hulu, that was probably the best Super Bowl week tweet that I saw. Yeah, it was like this looks like Tom Brady's album cover, and somebody coast, po- quoted and said, "Post Mahomes." Thought that was pretty good. Like, oh post yeah, Malone, yeah, but like he's gone. I did. See, I did see that one. That a uh, Brian Cranston Mountain Dew commercial was weird. You know, Walter White Breaking yeah. Bad. He played that character, and he like makes meth, and it appears that he he looks like he's on meth. Yeah, and he's just trying to give this girl a Mountain Dew. Yeah, that was that was weird. I didn't really get that one, but he's a legend forever for Walter White, so I guess I'll support it. But it was kind of weird. Yeah, so it's all good. Uh, they did have a cool Jeep Groundhog Day commercial with Bill Murray. Bill Murray, big Louisville Cardinal guy. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, dude, it's because you're not paying attention. You're just running around the house, probably sprinting around the house, yeah. getting after it, socializing, mingling with the sixty people that are at your Super Bowl party. <laughs> it was like fifteen. So many. Yeah, that is probably the most people I've ever had over my house at one time. That is not true. You have a pool. I don't have them. It was damn near every friend that I have. Yeah, and I mean, all their girlfriends. It was a nice turnout. <laughs> it was better than I thought. Yeah. Best Super Bowl tweets. Let's go ahead and do that. Do you have anything? I post my homes one. I just said. Uh, <laughs> is that that it? Uh yeah. I really didn't see any Super Bowl tweets that were funny. Just all the all the people winning or losing parlays and bets and. You see the video of the frat house? They put all their money for their next party on tails, and they went nuts when it hit. Yes, that was literally us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my basement. Yes, it was. I liked uh, the Pat Mahomes uh, Madden tweet where it says, what curse? Oh, yeah, and he quoted a bunch of yeah. uh, sunglass emojis. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I also saw Jack Harlow, Louisville rapper, tweet during the game, not about football. It's really crazy how you can just fist fight in hockey. What a progressive sport. <laughs> he's, a wild, he's wild. That's a great tweet. He's uh, also um, like the face of Papa John's now. Jack Harlow? Yeah, he's getting paid by Papa John's. Like, that's sponsored. That's kind of crazy. I mean, he's from Louisville. That's where Papa John's is from. That makes sense. New Balance and Papa John's, yeah. not bad sponsors. Um, I saw one that says Andy Reid knowing he's one win away from a McDonald's buffet at the White House, and it's like LeBron game <laughs> six against the Celtics, like really focused. Yeah, that one was. Oh, uh, yeah. Um Sports Center tweeted out Patrick Mahomes now five and zero when trailing by double digits. That's crazy. That's nuts. The Chiefs offense they did that spin dance move. Yeah. Uh, and PFT quoted it and said <laughs> I mean, offense finally getting in sync. Yeah, that was very funny. Yes, that that was nice. Uh, the uh, this Bleacher Report gambling thing tweeted out um, betting season is over and it's Hulk Hogan giving a speech and it says by God that's college basketball's music. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Stone Cold walking in with the the March Madness theme <laughs> playing. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I also saw that um, the Falcons tweeted something about how they were parting ways with Vic Beasley. They're doing something oh, with yeah, Vic I saw Beasley, that and somebody responded and said "source?" question mark And they responded and said "literally us, the Falcons." Yeah, they st- the Blue Jays did that a few years ago. They stole it from them, but it's always funny. Yeah, it was definitely funny. SportsCenter also tweeted: Kyle Shanahan's teams have now been outscored forty-six to zero inside the fourth quarter under ten-minute mark. That in hurts. The last two Super Bowls. Painful stat. The Niners were so close. Yeah, they got outscored. I mean, they've been outscored 46-0, and they've well, they lost by 11, but it should have been four, and they lost by in 11. overtime to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. While, while getting outscored 46-0, that's just brutal. It hurts so bad. The Eagles also had a nice tweet and said, "Time's yours, Andy," and it was just congratulating him. So. I'm super happy Andy Reid got a ring. Yeah, yeah, he deserves it. I mean, Hall of Famer, been arguably the second best coach in the league for 20 years with Belichick, and he finally got a ring. He deserves it. Yeah, super happy for him. Yep. Um, and it was awesome seeing the Chiefs players, like, so happy for him instead of, like, themselves. I'm sure they were happy for themselves, too, but, like, they were, they all they were more to, happy for Andy Reid getting one. They all definitely seemed to really like him. Every single player I saw get interviewed personally, like, mentioned Andy Reid. Yeah, I completely forgot that Terrell Suggs was on the Chiefs. I literally was about to say that earlier. I woke up to forgot. his interview of standing I, on the field. I was like, what is going on? I was watching SVP last night, yeah. and I just looked up, and I was like, is this an episode of Ballers? Is that Terrell Suggs? He literally said that. He's like, this has been a hell of an episode of Ballers. 
Oh, I had it and on it, mute. <laughs> That's he, insane. He literally said that. Yeah, I didn't hear his name mentioned once last night. Completely forgot he was on the Chiefs, but yeah, another ring for him. Is that three now? Good for him, but I mean, he's he's kind of mean to the Rock and Ballers for a lot of it. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, dude. Congrats. He yeah. was number 92. What, what was he, 91? Something like that. He was a weird number for Terrell Suggs. Yeah. Wasn't in the 50s. I have no clue. Yeah. Uh, I guess Jimmy G is going to have to wait to get his third Super Bowl ring. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, he have to settle for that. $186 million contract. Dude, winning the NFC Championship's quite a feat. I mean, it's something that fans dream about. The 49ers <laughs> should be thrilled. They should be just as good going forward. They should be good for a long time, but Jimmy G's got to be better than he was last night. Yeah, looking at the odds for next year, uh, does anything stand out to you? Is there anybody that you like? I mean, obviously the Chiefs should be the favorite as they are. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I it's, saw the Rams on there at 25-1. to 1. Yeah, they got the Chargers at 30-1, to 1, and they don't even have a quarterback. Yeah, but they might get a quarterback that Herbert. makes them way better than they're getting Herbert. One. Yeah, I don't know. Probably the Broncos, whatever we are. We're like sixty to one or something. I'd say take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my god, get out of here! I'm just saying, take a look at them. I'm 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 interested to see what their win total is going to be next year. Shoo. I saw Burrow is a hundred to one to win MVP. He's going to be fun. Might as well throw some money. Yeah, on. I might. Yeah. Uh, what the Ravens are the second? Well, they're seven to one. Yeah, as they should be. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna it should be. There's always one team that like kind of surprises you. That was kind of the Niners this year, but it should be the same core of teams that it was this year. Yeah, the Ravens still have Lamar on that rookie contract for this upcoming season, so they they should be at a point where they're still getting better right now versus getting yeah, worse it's, losing it's players. It's so important to win a ring in the when you have a great quarterback like they, the Chiefs just did with Mahomes. Yeah, well, they're really young and they're not making a ton of money. Yeah, it's a lot harder to do it when you have to pay him and Deshaun Watson and Mahomes are about to get paid this offseason. Yep, and I mean that happened with Goff and. The Rams are about to be screwed. And so, what does Lamar have next year on his contract? And then, yeah, okay. So yeah. he's gonna get paid next year. Yeah, like the next offseason. So the Ravens yeah. need to win it next year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Badly. But you know, what so- do you think this Mahomes number is about to be? It's gonna be something we've never seen before. Whatever the most is. So take the uh, most. See, I don't ever know. If, I don't know if there is a most because every contract that comes out breaks a previous record. Like, yeah, they said there's a max deal, but they always get higher. It's it's going to be the record. I mean, that is literally how the show Ballers. I mean, I hate, hate to spoil this. Ballers spoiler coming, everybody. So if you are really into Ballers, then fast forward, <laughs> do the little plus thirty twice. Uh, Ballers spoiler. It ends with Mahomes. The Rock trying to get yeah. Mahomes a max contract and foreshadowing. Yeah, like he really needs to like. He needs the that. he like, needs the rock. Anybody who watches football knows that he is getting unreal amounts of money. Deshaun yeah. Watson said he wants more than him. I don't understand how he quite possibly could justify that, but maybe he thinks that the Texans have worse players elsewhere, so like they don't have anybody else to pay. They he needs to take a pay cut so they can get some better <laughs> yeah, players. Probably probably a better way of looking at it. But yeah, Deshaun's uh, I mean, really good, but Mahomes is one of a kind. Mahomes is going to get paid more than anybody's ever been paid for playing football. Yeah, as he should. Yes, very fair. Let's talk about a little bit of basketball just real quick. Uh, the Cards, they stay hot at NC State. It, Hottest team in the country. It They might be. Besides the undefeated San Diego State out there. They're but still undefeated. I saw they were down big at They ended time. up coming back and covering straight up. Against they Utah State. They outscored them by like 20 in the second half. Yeah. Oh, my God, what a victory. But <laughs> yeah, one of their best victories of the season. But Louisville beats NC State 77-57. to 57. It's the Ryan McMahon show. The dude is nuts. just an ice-cold glass of water that's somehow also on fire. Not just the man, McMahon, pulling up from way downtown. Right, that's where he lives. Yes. Current location every time, yeah. downtown. <laughs> I mean, we were at Roosters, and people, including myself, could not believe it. They could not believe what was going on. It was, it was so fun. I, I think <laughs> I think Ryan's good for probably two or three games a year like that. It's so funny because I always see all Lola fans just talking bad. I guess it should that he is beat on defense, all that. Like he shouldn't be in the game over other people, but then he goes just goes crazy. I'd never talk bad about him. <laughs> you, you see that one uh, where he drove it in and kind of hit him with the no ox in the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turn around little flip inside the <laughs> the one shot he made that wasn't a three yeah i know exactly was probably the about. toughest movie yeah. made yeah. in his career yes that's that's <laughs> literally uh combo extra sauce for that dude unbelievable i couldn't believe it and wara started the game really really slow again offensively felt like it was going to be one of those games he shot three of 13 but he still found a way to get to 14 points nine rebounds again Keeping the total up. Yeah, credit to the cards. Uh, NC State made their 
made their run, cut it down to like five or four, and Louisville just bounced back, still won by 20. I know, it was crazy. Yeah, that was nice. It, it definitely felt like it was going to be one of those games that went down to the last it few on, minutes. It honestly felt like NC State was going to win at one point. When they cut it from like 16 to like four in a matter yeah. of like three minutes. You're thinking, here we go. The crowd's going nuts. Like It just feels like that team was going to win, but then Louisville just completely put them away. Yeah, it was a crazy environment in there. But what impressed me most about the Louisville game is they've been getting a ton from Perry and Williamson lately, and they got three points combined from them. Perry actually only played five minutes, but Fresh Kimball had ten points, four rebounds, five assists, and David Johnson continues to be really good. Malik Williams, eight points. So they kind of did it with some different names than they have done it with the last few games. They're kind of finding a way to just win every style of game. And now on the Cats, Foulfest. At Auburn. Yeah, one of the worst games you will ever watch. I mean, it was just miserable. I did not have that experience with it because I was at O'Shea's and I was just having a really good time. So it, it just felt like the game wasn't moving very fast. Yeah, when, you know? when you're at a bar, you can't, you don't really realize how many like fouls because you yes. don't hear the whistle, you don't hear the announcer. Sound like, not on. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's just that Auburn shot 23 threes and 44 free throws. Like they're not even attacking the basket and they're getting all it's. I'm probably complaining more because it's my team that happened to, but I don't want to watch any team shoot 44 free throws. Yeah, I mean, that that's a lot. Yeah, like, and I mean, Kentucky shot a lot too, but not like 20, in the mid-20s, but it's hard to beat a team on the road when they're doubling you up in free throws. When stuff like that's happening too, th- those fouls are on somebody. You know, like, that that is affecting yeah, your lineup. we had um, four and, people with four fouls, and we were exactly. only like seven deep. And Hagens was just almost completely taken out of the game yeah. because of the way uh, yeah. he had to I mean, play. it wasn't – I'm not saying we only lost because of fouls. Hagens had probably the worst game of the season. Richards was completely non-existent in the first half. But, I mean, it's just hard to get in a rhythm or do anything when there's a foul every possession. Yeah, definitely. And Auburn shot horrible from three, too, and they still won. Maxi was rolling, though. I mean, this yeah. guy really has it going. I don't think UK should take much out of this loss outside of, like, Maxi can really perform in any environment. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not really – It's just foul fest. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it. This was the third stretch Saturday. Kentucky was in a hostile environment, underdogs on the road. I mean, I'll take a two-and-one stretch out of that, but it would have been nice to win this one, too. That's coming again in two weeks. Yeah, it is. I know. We're yeah, going to be dogs at LSU, as yeah. we should be. LSU looks great. Yeah, yeah, they do. Did they? Uh, what was that spread? Did they end up covering? Because I know they were up like thirty. I think they only won by ten. I, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't uh, sure what the final line was. They. I know it was like right around ten. 10 they and a half. did not cover. That sucks. I would be pissed because they were literally yeah, up thirty in the first half. They were winning by a lot. Uh, they were fair by eleven, and they yeah. won by ten. Uh, that's the worst thing about basketball. Yep, I was just happy they won because Ole Miss actually came back and cut that game to like four. Yeah, so I did. I saw the score and I could not believe it, but I didn't have any action on it, so. Yeah, uh, LSU is really good. Uh, Kentucky's really good too. Yeah, it's gonna be another Auburn's really good. Game. You know, all, all three of those teams. I don't. I think Auburn is the worst of the three. Yeah, besides Kentucky, I don't really think Auburn has beat anybody. And that game against Kentucky was kind of a like I think we played neutral court or at Rupp. I think the outcome is way different. LSU plays at Auburn Saturday. I wonder what that line's gonna be. Yep, I'd say Auburn probably by like one or three, two. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But. We shall see. Big week coming up. Louisville plays Wake Forest and Virginia. Do you know who Kentucky has? Cats have Mississippi State on Tuesday. Mississippi State on Tuesday. Mississippi State get, is not uh, very good, I don't think. Yeah, we're Tennessee on Saturday. Okay, so that's fine. Should, should be a 2-0 and week. We need a 2-0 and week here. Cats need to string some wins, wins together because the, the new bracketology came out. I think this is a 5 seed in um, Duke and Kansas's region. So A 5 seed? 5, yeah, right now. Wow. But, you know, I expect us to. Duke, real quick, did you see their uniforms? Yeah. Like the, the navy, yeah, and like sharp, weird. I, I didn't wasn't a big fan. I liked them. I like it when people when they do something different. And I was so disgusted in that game. I had um, Syracuse plus whatever they were, eight and a half or nine. What are you doing? Syracuse always plays them tough. They played them tough the whole game, and then, dude, that they play the coach's son the whole game. And that Bayheim press. If you watch the last six minutes of that game, Duke was breaking it and getting a layup time, or a yeah. foul every single. I'm like, dude, just drop back and. Guard them. Yeah, it's like they were trying to like let them score like it's a video game so they get the ball. Like back. they would, it, so it would weird. take them like five seconds to cross half court, but once they did, it's a it's two on one every time. Like, yeah, and they made no adjustments to it all, and then they were fouling down seven with like twenty seconds left, and then as soon as they got outside the number, they stopped fouling. I was yeah. very upset at Jim Beheim for multiple reasons. Yeah, Jim Beheim. I mean, tough few years for the guy. Killed a guy. He did. Uh, <laughs> Forget him and Ray Lewis. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? No, nah, no, nah, I don't think I have anything today. Nothing today. It's just late nights, almost past my bedtime. Yeah. Congrats to the Chiefs. Yeah, the Bachelor has started. What are we still doing here? Yeah, you don't know, watch that three hour episode with some Iowa voting stuff in the middle of it. Dude, uh, uh, that 
that's not true. That's just. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I saw. I can't. You can't believe everything you see on Twitter. No, that's but. not true. That's just something that they said to to possibly trigger me, <laughs> yeah. and it's not going to work. Congrats to the Chiefs, Peter. Do the right thing. TTY. Shay, another week of The Bachelor. This week we have two episodes. So even though we just watched a three hour long feature film, we get to watch two more hours on Wednesday night. Um, really slim the field down tonight, though. What'd you think of our three hour Bachelor experience? Yeah, the best part about the whole episode was how many people that we you know got rid of. What we lose, six or seven? So we start tonight. With Deandra, Hannah Ann, Kelly, Kelsey, Kiara, Lexi, Madison, McKenna, Natasha, Savannah, Cheyenne, Sydney, and Tammy. The Taminator. Yeah, big episode for Tammy. We've been waiting for Tammy to make a huge impact in man. Tonight, she did it. So I was recording with Austin. I missed the first few minutes. I come down and Alea is gone. Tell the audience about it. Oh, it was beautiful. And the show, or the girls started out in the room like they were at the end of last week, all just talking tons of shit about how bad Peter is, pretty much, and it was hilarious. Okay. Peter pulls Alea off to the side to talk to her, and immediately when they sit down, hey, I think you should go home. Peter, so Peter asks her to leave. Yeah, it's Peter not a initiated. self-withdrawal. Peter initiated. She agrees. He walks her out to the car, sends her off, but then he's outside for, I mean, it seemed like four hours, but I don't know. You know, this, this show's time lapse is very confusing. Yeah. But yeah, he was out there. It seemed like it was a very tough decision when all the fans worldwide seemed to be like, wow, that was the easiest thing ever. Yeah. I can't believe Alea's gone, just compared to some of the other girls. But, you know, we're going to get rid of a lot of them tonight. So, so it's all good, looking back on it in hindsight. But yeah, it's time for the first row ceremony. We got a little bit of Peter outside thinking about what he's going to do. Another classic shot. So Peter tells the girls, you know, hey, Alea wasn't meant for me. He values the girls. He hears them. Victoria P. is just disgusted. He's, like, trying to apologize to them all. Victoria P. is just eye-rolling. Victoria so, P. had no reason to eye-roll. So he asked Natasha to head over and have a little private conversation. I'm like, man, we're doing private converse- conversations with Natasha now. She's just not worth the TV time. I agree. And Peter thanks her for not leaving. And she's like, oh, it's crossed a lot of minds. Like, shut the f*** up, Natasha. Yeah, quit throwing people under the bus. Everyone, No one likes you. But Peter is just genuinely so sorry for the first 15 minutes of this episode. I mean, he absolutely hates himself. Tammy's frustrated. She hasn't spoken to Peter in three weeks. So he has to apologize in group form to all of these girls. And then he has to apologize to every single one of them in a solo manner, which just looks like an awful task. It, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I mean, Peter doesn't seem like he's cut out for this, but these girls are putting him through so many obstacles to get what they want and it's unnecessary yeah and some of them are taking the apology pretty well and victoria p she, just none of it even matters to her she has a quote in there where she's like none of this even matters i only care about you like yeah i bet you're really thrilled that this whole thing's about to die off and you're gonna somehow survive it because she was just as much in the wrong as Alea was yeah she was big time problematic last week the apology that stood out to me the most was uh, his one to McKenna. Uh, they it really wasn't an apology. They were just kind of dancing, and McKenna drops it low, and he says, "Oh, with the short dress." Yeah, she's just not good on this show. No, no, she's not. But they all make up. Now it's actually time for the rose ceremony. Tammy actually goes as far to say that she's going to commit arson if she's eliminated. I thought she should have been tossed right there. Tammy has just a way with words that I guess only some guys feel is super hot. Yeah. I'm not one of them, but, you know, I guess the Taminator's got a way of getting to Peter's heart. Okay, interesting takes from you there. Peter thanks all the girls for their truth. Thanks for all your truth, and I think that was a slight shot at Victoria P. Kind of enjoyed that. Uh, He thanks them for not giving up on him. There's some obvious advancements, some not-so-obvious advancements. It comes down to the final rows, and it goes to Tammy. So the whole house has to be really thankful at that moment because they are going to not become burn victims and just stay Bachelor contestants. Deandra's absolutely shocked, though. She's gone. Savannah's gone. Kiera's gone. Deandra gets up there, and she's like, I'm so confused. I'm really in shock. 
I'm like, okay. Like, are you really that shocked? Her jaw dropped yeah. as soon as Tammy's name came out of his mouth, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought DeAndre was going to advance. I really did. Well, DeAndre's gone, as well as Savannah and Kiara, and now they're headed to a place with some lush jungles. We talking about Cincinnati? We are not talking about Cincinnati. We're talking about Costa Rica. The Damn. crowd goes wild. And uh, they show a little preview, and I was hoping that we'd get some fighting. You know, it's been a lot of the whole house versus Leia. A lot of ganging up on. I'm trying to see some different matchups. And they show the preview, and you bet that we are. So we get a Peter thinking shot where he's in some type of pool slash pond staring out into the entire jungle. Very optically pleasing. One of the best thinking shots of the season. Uh, a lot of cool animals out there. Kind of like a Pokemon scene. You got just, they're, they're flashing to them. It's a stunning resort. And uh, you have a comment about some of these animals. You... Uh, professional bachelor commentator that you are, you say, can you imagine if a sloth was fast? I mean, can you imagine? It'd be terrifying. Yeah, fast sloth coming at you? What do you do? Yeah. It would kill you. So Peter walks up. They hit him with the what's on your head. So we finally have have found the infamous head cut that Peter has. So <laughs> Peter tells this ridiculous fake story about how a puma crosses his path and they lock eyes and his animal's Instinct takes over. They have a nice conversation. He's eventually attacked by the Puma. Classic dad joke. You should see the Puma. Hilarious, Peter. Uh, Then he tells the actual story, which is that he ran into a stationary golf cart. And he smashed his head in glass. Yes, shattered glass in his head. Uh, Stabbed himself in the head, essentially. He has 22 stitches. Uh, And then we get a Sydney one-on-one. And she actually says, I finally get to be Sydney." First time this season she's going to be herself. That's nice. Yeah, it's incredible that she finally gets to be Sid Vicious and take on Peter in the helicopter all throughout the jungle. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Well, we get a sweet one leg on the hot tub thinking shot as they fly away of all the other girls. Uh, you know, this is why it's three hours because we have to get stuff like this in there. So Sydney and Peter, they hop off their helicopter. It's a piggyback ride to the picnic. Real nice moment. Uh, Peter's really excited about learning her middle name today. Uh, she's his rock. She can somehow be his rock, and he can also not know her middle name. These two things can coexist. She speaks Spanish a little, she says to Peter. But uh, when Peter starts speaking Spanish to her, she just kisses him too immediately in the convo because she has no idea what he's saying. I respect that move because if I was a dude and was speaking Spanish and she didn't know what I was saying, I'm glad that she just laughed and made out. That's pretty sweet. I didn't think about it like that. Peter agrees with you because Peter immediately awards her best kisser on the show. And, I mean, she acts like she won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's basically all you have to do, right? Just attract the guy with one of your good traits. Peter tells her not to tell the other girls. Classic move. Uh, then she immediately headbutts him. I think. I don't know. I was watching she, the she North Carolina got, game. She like, kind of scraped his head gotcha. right across the, the injury. Okay. All right. So now it's time for a little group date card listing. Uh, Cheyenne says, oh, I hope I'm not on this group date. I need some one-on-one time. First name listed, you bet. They're all crushed when they hear their name on these group date cards. It's hilarious to like watch them get their name called and then immediately be devastated. But it's Kelly's time for one-on-one. Kelly, you remember her? I do remember Kelly. Yeah, she and Peter had a great connection. They knew each other from before the show. We haven't seen her in about a calendar month now. She says to the camera in the sideline interview that she doesn't have this sob story on why he should understand her more. Uh, She seems not thrilled with her lack of airtime, but she's acting like a controlled, normal human being about it, which is weird for the show. I don't think she's cried. And I absolutely love that about her. I think it's I think it's killing her on the show. I mean, Peter is harder on her than any of the other girls. And she's the number one girl in my mind, like of how she's playing the game. Yeah, I, like I, she's taking it like a real person should. I agree, but I don't think Peter's looking at it that way. And oh, Peter I know is that's the why end I don't all be sense. all here. But it seems like no one is on Peter's side this season. So we flash back to Sydney's one on one date, and she's telling Peter about this rough childhood she had. Shay. Girls would call her Oreo Girl while getting bullied in high school. She ate her lunch in the bathroom stall every single day, Shay. Yeah, as soon as I heard that, I was like, she's going for the pity rose because there's no way in hell this happened. Yeah, we've, Just no chance. Immediately, I look at you and say, please, someone on Twitter who went to school with her, yeah. give me some yearbook photos because this didn't happen. And uh, Twitter has determined Lo that behold, was a lie. Yeah. It's a big lie. She was like... The uh, one of the prom queen finalists, homecoming queen, all that stuff. I was like, this girl just lied her ass 
it's, it's tough to make that big of an impact on the community from a bathroom stall while at lunch. I mean, I think it really speaks to every day Sydney's character of her senior year. Just yeah, flat out lies. Well, Peter's straight pissed about her treating her getting treated like this. Shay, I mean, he's mad, and uh, he also reiterates again that his wife has to have a big heart. Big heart has to be a trait that his wife has. And an even number of kids. Yes, even number of kids, also huge. So now it's time for a nice little make-out in a waterfall physical chemistry check, according to Peter, so congrats to Sydney there. I'm surprised those rocks from the jacuzzi weren't pregnant from how much they were all on top of them. Yeah, and you know, I, I never thought about the rocks possibly being pregnant. Couldn't have gone better in terms of their date, though. They have a nice time. Uh, Kelsey is about to make a huge impact on this episode. She is sad that he's dating other people. And she's never going to be okay with it. So she's back to being a complete psychopath after a one-week hiatus. Well, she went on the one-on-one last week, got the rose. Yep. And I think she assumed that meant she won. Yeah, it, it definitely seemed like that from this episode. So her coming back again the following week, seeing that there's still... Other girls. Yeah, multiple girls. Shocking. She's very confused as to why she wasn't already engaged. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah, and she's really not happy that Sydney got this date instead of her. She thinks she should have got back-to-back one-on-ones. She has a quote. She says, Sydney's cool, but she's a dramatic f-. You know, kind of contrasting statements there, Kelsey. But a hell of an impersonation follows where she's like, mm-hmm. you know, those are like the biggest roasts of all time when you hit somebody with one of those. Just a nice mock. Yes, classic, especially when it, you know, just doesn't. She sounded like Shakira did last night with her tongue thing. Yeah, classic, good performance. Uh, Tammy didn't cry when her grandpa died like Kelsey did over the champagne. So, you know, Tammy, who knows what kind of relationship she had with her grandpa. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, So now it's time for the group day. We got the Cosmopolitan editor-in-chief in the house. It's photo shoot season, bathing suit season. Uh, she's going to select one winner for the cover. Hannah Ann's hyped. This is her kind of game. She thinks this one's hers for the taking. Not so fast. Victoria F. is still in the house. Queen. Peter takes his clothes off. Crowd going nuts. Peter's going to walk away with some cool pictures from this experience where he looks like a total boss. Oh, my God. There's just girls all over him. He's just making out with every one of he's them. He's with like three or four per picture. and They're then, all in bathing suits soaking wet. Like This looks awesome. Yeah, he's making out with one of them while two others are in the shot. It's nuts, but Victoria F, Victoria F wins the battle, which makes sense because her and Peter were matching, you know, so they're Red solo is definitely Victoria F's color. Yes. I, I mean, wow. Never looked as good as she did tonight, for sure. Um, Peter forgets her birthday, or he knew it was her birthday, and they were on the plane, didn't get to tell her happy birthday, but it's kind of a cute moment. It was weird. Victoria F just turned 26, Must have was probably on the plane down on her birthday, which kind of sucks. But Peter was right there ready to give her a happy birthday, but Victoria didn't even give him a chance. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of with Peter here, but Victoria, I hear you. Do your thing. Uh, so you're fine with everything there? Oh, I'm fine with it all. Okay, sounds Victoria good. Victoria really can't do much wrong. So now it's time for a little Hannah Ann action. Hannah Ann realizes that she has to try. She comes to this revelation this episode, and she's going to give 100% now. So I don't know what she was doing before, but now she's really going to turn it on. She lets the cameras know. Peter makes Kelsey feel better. Another example of why he's too nice. I mean, she totally sucks again, and she was being awful this episode. Peter's still being nice to her. So Tammy, Tammy's called fake by Kelsey, and she gets pissed. So she calls her an alcoholic to Peter. So now Peter has to go talk to her. So, like, what is an alcoholic? Is it Kelsey? I'd say no, because I feel like, they're all drinking most of this show, right? She just seems to handle it the worst. Yeah. I mean, if she could cut back on the crime by like 80%, it, yeah. it would be like half as much as the rest of the people, but... It would help her. It would help a ton. Yeah, so Kelsey's mad, and Peter tells her, you know, it's not going to be easy. I, the process of this show, I'm actually going to have to date these other girls too, and then I'm going to pick one at the end. All of this is just news to Kelsey. Uh, But she ends up being really mad about something else now. Now she's mad that the girls told Peter she cried. Tammy immediately stares her down. She's ready for war. Kelsey comes in. So let's talk about who said I was emotionally unstable today. Uh, She's actually really proud of her crying and the way she wears her emotions on her sleeve, which I don't know how she could be. But she looks at the girls, tells them to mind their own business. And uh, Kelsey thinks because she cries that she's actually the only girl who cares 
which is a wild take. I feel like a lot of these girls cared, and crying alone does not mean you like him the most. Yes, I sorry, I would agree. Uh, Tammy actually won't own up to the fact that she went to Peter. Uh, Hannah Ann ends up getting the group date, Rose, and now it's finally time for a little Peter and Kelly time, and I'm excited for this date. It's been a while. So they're about to be guided by Jupiter's energy. I'm still not totally sure what they were doing. Something with locals and candles and sm- I don't know. I don't know. They're asked by these locals if there was an instant connection between them two. And they both kind of look at each other and laugh. They totally have already had sex. Oh, 100%. They probably did the night they met. Yes, I totally like, This agree. happened before. But Peter humbly brags that he didn't even get her number. That's just, there's no need to lie, Peter. You're on TV already. But for some reason, for this process, Shay, they have to be in their underwear, which I didn't really understand. I thought it was cool. Uh, Peter's talking to Kelly, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, there's a lizard chasing something behind you. I mean, Jesus, I'd be falling apart in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, he was he was getting real deep, and she was just, <laughs> she didn't even care. There's that lizard. So again, I don't really know what's going on here. I need to rewatch this. There's there's something burning. I think they're psychic. I'm not really sure, but they're supposed to tell him if they're in the... If they're on the same stage, if they're in the same stage of life. And uh, apparently this is valid because Peter is frustrated that Kelly doesn't try hard enough. And this process that these Costa Rican people used said that they were not in the same stage of life. Which I kind of thought would be like something they would laugh off. But apparently it's a huge factor to our guy Peter. So, I mean, maybe you just have to cry because Kelly hasn't cried and she's getting penalized for it. Kelly's the only one that seems to not want to marry someone after like knowing them for three weeks, yeah. which is a crazy move for the show, but I think it's pretty smart in the long run here. Yeah, I, I mean, it's killing her out there. It, and it doesn't make sense. Like, Pete, these girls are crying every other day, getting drama. Kelly's just chilling, so, hanging out, wanting to see you. So now Peter's demeanor kind of completely changes from what we've seen from him the entire show. Um, he, he can't keep waiting for Kelly. He He's pissed. Uh, he says, tonight is important, and if it doesn't go well, it's time to say goodbye. Like, oh, hey, Peter, now we're worried about how these girls are acting. Now he's, he's he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know if the producers are telling him to act this way, but it seems outrageous. So now we flash back to all of our favorite ladies, and now it's time for Tammy versus Kelsey. Um, Tammy's not finding time for Peter, and that's just because she's distracted by taking care of Kelsey, which I thought was an interesting spin zone from Tammy. Kelsey's not buying it. She calls it a cop out. Calls her honey. Tammy doesn't appreciate that. You do not call. Tammy, honey. Uh, Kelsey also assures Tammy that she wasn't drinking. Uh, and then Tammy asks, how did you get so drunk? Good question. Kelsey, good response. I was tipsy. Not going to lie, but I wasn't drunk. You know, that that's kind of like in the eye of the beholder. Tough to prove otherwise. It's true. I'm assuming they didn't know each other prior to the show. So Kelsey's drunk could be a lot worse than that, honestly. Yes. We don't even know. Absolutely. And it, it and honestly appears that way. Now we get a sweet shot of Peter thinking. He's not secure with Kelly, which is just so amazing to us. We can't get over it. Peter is telling her that she disappeared, talking to Kelly. And she totally agreed with him. And she said that she kind of had zero opportunity because of all this drama that she's not going to throw herself into, which is so true. It's 100% right. Peter calls it out immediately, though, says it isn't true, and actually goes as far to call her complacent. Which is just Peter, man. Do you want every girl on the show to be just engulfed in drama? Yeah. I think if like one or two were off to the side, the way that Kelly and Madison kind of are, just not getting involved in anything, Yeah, that should be a plus. You would think so. But Peter, again, draws back to this psychic situation and is like pissed that they're not on the same level. And Kelly says, hey, we're not. Uh, I'm too mature, which I was like, ooh. She's probably not entirely wrong but i don't know yeah. if i want to said that yeah and peter was like no you're not going to judge me like that he gets kind of pissed and peter tells her that the this process of the show it can work and he does have experience which is true i mean he definitely like loved hannah if hannah would have picked peter i could definitely see them still together so that was the one good point peter made but kelly eventually gets the rose you know after about two and a half hours of this so now it's time for kelsey to sneak over to peter's secret lair and out of nowhere, I mean, I must have missed this, but Kelsey says that Tammy has started a rumor about her popping pills. Facts. Wild rumor that was started. It started between, I guess, Victoria P. 
and Tammy, and then it got spread around the house, but and overall wild. Peter's kind of the king of the sympathy rose, so Kelsey kind of cheats here, but Peter gives her a rose anyway because she's getting bullied. But then the cocktail party gets canceled, which is classic. Like, what a classic Bachelor line. Chris Harrison coming out, canceling the cocktail party, taking us straight to the rose ceremony. I mean, it's classic. Between, we've watched one season of The Bachelor, or one season of The Bachelorette, one of In Paradise, and we're halfway through The Bachelor. We've probably seen 18 canceled cocktail parties. Canceled cocktail parties. It's so classic. It's incredible. So I'm thinking there's no way they're going to give us two rose ceremonies because usually they just taunt you with it and it ends. They but usually no. don't give us one. But no, they really gave us two tonight. It actually happened. So McKenna is frustrated. She's still on the show. She's a factor. Uh, what she had to tell him at this cocktail party was big. It was going to change the landscape of Bachelor Nation forever. But she's not going to get to now because this is canceled. So we're doing this whole pill-popping drama. Tammy's saying that she saw alcoholic tendencies. The girls are clearly on edge before this rose ceremony starts. Sydney's calling Tammy out because she's saying that she did say this about Kelsey. So now we are finally getting the girls to realize what we as viewers already know, that Tammy's the one that told Peter that. Now it's kind of the whole house versus Tammy. It's kind of cool. Sydney told Tammy not to even try her again. And then we get a couple of the, you shut the f*** ups. No, you shut the f*** ups. It really escalated quickly. Yeah, it was wild because Lexi, who hadn't spoke too much this season, joined in with Sydney to take on Tammy, which I thought was just wild. At the time, I was like, oh, Team Sydney, but then all this stuff comes out on Twitter about her being a liar. I'm like, mm. well, now I don't even care about Sydney. So yeah. it's like, damn, whose side am I on? These are a bunch of ninth placers. I wouldn't worry yeah, about I it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think they're making it far. Yeah, and they flat Tammy gets a little sideline interview and she says that she waited her whole life to be here. Like, hey, Tammy, relax. You're gonna be on Bachelor in Paradise. You made an impact. Yeah, she said I uprooted my whole life to even join the show. She's twenty four and flips houses. You can go back home and still do that job. Yeah, for sure. You're everything's you're not, gonna be fine. Yeah, you're fine. And now it's time for the rose ceremony, and Tammy isn't ready for it to start yet. She steals Peter before the ceremony, which is actually a huge power move. Because I think she probably goes home if she doesn't do that. I do, too, because as soon as Peter walks up there with the first rose, he goes, I know my, I, yeah. I canceled the cocktail party because I, I know, what, know, I want. I know yep. what I want. Exactly. So McKenna sees it, and because McKenna's like, how, how old, like 19, she's like, I'll do it, too. And now the girls are absolutely pissed, especially Lexi. And Lexi probably should have been, Lexi, you didn't go take your time with Peter before the rose ceremony started illegally. You're going home. Rose ceremony time. And Victoria P. gets a rose here, but I just wanted to reflect on how nice it was that she really wasn't in this episode at all. Yeah, you know, I didn't have to hear her lie. I didn't get to see her cry. I didn't have to see her give Peter attitude. So it was overall great episode by Victoria P. by not doing much. I totally agree. And McKenna... And Tammy both survive. Tammy gets the final rose. You have to let the drama ride. I love that call. And, you know, Kelsey got a rose, too, when she snuck over to Peter's lair. So you're looking at a pattern here. And it's, if you cheat, you win. If you get to him right before he's about to make a decision, you can probably flip that decision real quick. Yes, maybe his memory's bad. He, I mean, he might be one of those just, if I see it, I want it. So the last thing he saw, he wants. So Lexi and Cheyenne. Are the Not ones that upset are, they're gone. No, it's fine. They didn't. I mean. We, we probably still have like two row ceremonies left where we're like not upset about who's gone. Yeah, easily. Because we don't like so many of these women. Yeah, I know. Like Natasha still doesn't do it for me. McKenna doesn't do it for me. Vicky P, not a fan. But Cheyenne goes out with a bang though. I mean, she's not going out easy. She she tells him that there's some stuff going on that he doesn't know about, yada, yada, yada. You know, doesn't really say anything, but you can tell, like, Peter's like, oh. She just left, she left the island with a just foreshadowing for Peter. Like, you have to watch out. These girls are all fake as You got to just make sure you're getting the real one. I don't know how he's supposed to do that because the show is just made for drama and for people to not be real, so... I don't know, maybe the Bachelor producers are going to actually hit him up and like help him out. That would be super sick of y'all. Yeah, that'd be nice. Other than that, I don't really think they are going to step up. I think the girls are going to manipulate him probably a little bit more, probably get a couple more advances when they shouldn't. And yeah, that's the Peter's Bachelor show pretty much. Yeah, I'd say you summed it up pretty well right there. So, the girls we have left going into Wednesday night. We have Victoria F., Hannah Ann, Madison, Kelsey, Kelly, McKenna, Victoria P, 
Natasha. Natasha is still on this show. Tammy and Sydney. So that's ten left. Is that ten? It's ten. Okay. So how how are you feeling? Like who are you liking right now? I like Victoria F. It's got to be there. Victoria F. Seems like she's doing everything right. I mean Madison. She hasn't done anything wrong. Uh, she commented on her own Instagram picture. She hasn't done anything wrong on the show. Fair. So this happened. I don't know when this happened. Probably over the summer. So. I think she's I think she's doing pretty good. I think she's got a strong case for still the final three in my mind. I like Victoria F. She I liked, rocks. I liked Kelly as a major player and she kinda seems like she's falling apart. I, I like Victoria F to win this thing. That that's who I want to win. I am cheering for her as a fan. Dope. Welcome yeah. to the club. Yeah, it's great to be here. So yeah, that's uh Bachelor Night One. Uh we get to do this again on Wednesday, which is just lovely. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to talk to me about? Anything else on the episode? I think we pretty much covered most of it. This was a long three hours, folks. Yes, it was. I'm starving. This was a night, let me tell you. Yep. So don't think this worked. We didn't try. We we grinded. Yep. We focused. We did the best we could, as we do every single time. This show is definitely mentally draining, but it is entertaining. Very entertaining. That it is, Shay. Uh, maybe we'll see you Wednesday. Maybe not. You've done more than enough this week, though, so. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Sounds good. All right. TTY.